Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began, and Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figure. The Empire Strikes Back turns with Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. It's the Cast. Newest news on oldest toys, from bubble bath to belt buckles. 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, alien bounty hunter. From the, from the, from the, from the, from the Star Wars collection. Watch out, watch out! We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive with informative features and personal collecting stories. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. An Octavito with Tempest The Supreme Master, the Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. The SWCA.com. With your hosts, Sky Payne, Steven Chewbacca, 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 and Stephen B. Deadly. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Star Wars Early Bird Certificate Package, new from Kenner. Kenner Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. Wampa Wampa, everybody. Welcome to the Kivecast for November 2010. That's right, it's the 10th Kivecast into double digits. <laughs> and I, I don't think I've been as excited for a Kivecast since Kivecast number one. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I think it's because Steve. I'm. I feel like I'm actually collecting again, <laughs> and that, that may sound weird, but we started this Kivecast right after I went through all my money. Uh, I was moving, so I packed up my entire collection. I haven't seen anything uh, of my collection except for a couple card backs for the last about six months. Uh, you know, my my son's uh, in in kindergarten. He's learning about hibernation, so he asked me if if Chewbacca hibernated. <laughs> and uh and in a way he did and now yeah, he has for a while now huh <laughs> yeah and and now steve he's he's out just a little bit uh <laughs> my my wife uh encouraged me to to put it uh gently to clean out the closet that i have you know we just moved here and uh i was just filled i still had my my suitcase from celebration 5 uh, <laughs> tough boxes filled with Chewbacca stuff, clothes everywhere, and she said it was about to explode. <laughs> yeah, it was about to explode. I couldn't do anything. You know, I, it's it's a pretty big closet, but I would just stand at the very edge of the door and reach in and, and grab my shirts. And uh, she said, you know, if you clean it up, you can use you know maybe two rows of those shelves for some Chewbacca. So, like the uh, Pavlovian monkey dog that I am, I, I cleaned it all up, and I have what I call the mini museum. <laughs> And and I'm 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 psyched. It's just just my proofs, but it was enough to remind me why I love having this stuff. And I bought something for the something considerable for the for the collection for the first time in in ten months. There you so, go, right on. Yeah, yeah, I'm really really excited. And we're going to do some new stuff. Uh, we're going to be doing some. Uh, we're going to be having a lot of interviews, uh, you know, kind of like mini interviews, uh, more voices, polyvocal. Is that <laughs> is that a word, Steve? I am not sure if that's a word, but uh, I think we should run with it. It yeah. works. It's going to be the polyvocal Kive cast. Um, <laughs> uh, because I, there, a lot of people are, are kind of getting a little more into this, uh, into what we're doing, and they're responding a little bit more, and I want to capitalize on that. Definitely. 
And uh, last month we started a new tradition. You see, Steve, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And what I notice is one of the most important things is to have re- repeating features that people can get used to. You know, like they, they feel comfortable. That's why we have the Wampa Wampa. And it, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, just... It's it's what it's what's necessary. <laughs> yeah, it's what's necessary, and it makes people feel comfortable. So uh, last month it worked really well. Uh, there was a, a great. Um, it was uh, Jared out of. He says he's from New England. I don't know if he's from New Hampshire or. He seems like he's from New Hampshire. Maybe it's just because he collects Ewoks. But uh, <laughs> he, he responded really well to our uh, our call to put C three PO in camouflage. And, and <laughs> yeah, he did an awesome, awesome. Uh, Photoshop job. Yeah, it's really quite <laughs> excellent. So he he brought he brought our vision to light, and uh, so that encouraged me. And so it just it just came to me. I was looking I was looking through. Uh, I think it was maybe the making of Return of the Jedi, or I don't know, one of these books I have sitting around. And and I was thinking about the Ewoks, and uh, I saw that they had that great bonfire. <laughs> Several I, bonfires. <laughs> yeah, several bonfires. I'm I like, what's the deal? I mean, you live inside of a forest, right? That's, what's the first thing you don't do is have raging bonfires in a forest. <laughs> and that's not enough, Steve. They have they have fires inside of trees. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make much sense. People can do that. Maybe we could organize a, a trip next time I'm in California. We go up to the Muir Woods, go to the Redwoods, oh, and, and start a bonfire inside one of the uh, sequoias. <laughs> But uh, that's my most my most recent observation. Uh, it's also a little bit tied in. You know, this is the November cast, so I hope that maybe some of you are are traveling and getting on an airplane or traveling up the eastern or western seaboard. And uh, you know, the Ewoks are, of course, the de facto Native Americans of uh, of Star Wars. So right, although not exactly in tune with nature, having bonfires inside of a tree, but no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and also, I wanted to say uh, this is a. Uh, do, do you know what day it is, Steve? Veterans Day. That's right. We're recording on Veterans Day, and we at least have one. Well, I guess he's not a veteran. I guess he's actually in Iraq, so uh, eventual veteran, but right now soldier. So I uh, wanted to. Uh, I don't know. Send well wishes out that way. And yeah, uh, and I want to tell a, a quick story too about a veteran in my family, my grandfather, who who passed away. Uh-huh. And it's cool because as a collector, you know, he wasn't just fighting. He was running around saving collectibles. <laughs> he, uh, he he was in charge of getting back the art that Hitler stole. And uh, he would just drive around and I suppose it was – a lot of it was in like uh, old uh, limestone mines in France and throughout Germany. And he would save amazing artwork, you know, like the Ghent altarpiece and a bunch of other things. And he told me the story once. And uh, he he'd saved the actual handwritten Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Oh man! I mean, if you can imagine, I mean, the actual you know, dun, 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 written out <laughs> in his handwriting. And he was saying how he had to uh, he had to get away, and he was afraid of of landmines. So he was driving in his jeep, and he had the Beethoven's Fifth Symphony inside of a metal box. And he said how he, he sat on it because if he hit a mine, he wanted to make sure that you know his butt was safe and that it went and that he was safe. So, I, that sounds like I, a scene from a movie. I know. Does it like? And it's like I, I love that because at the end of the day, my grandfather, you know, even though he he was on the earth but eighty years, uh, you know, ultimately his life, uh, the life of a, of a veteran, is more important than than even something so frivolous uh, and. Uh, 
monumental, significant, yeah. right? As Beethoven's <laughs> Fifth Symphony, written in his actual handwriting. Yeah. So I think that's as, as good of a reason as any to uh, to take it into the news, Steve. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> So, Steve, uh, normally we record at the end of the month, um, but now we're recording in the middle of the month, and amazingly, a lot of news has happened since our last Kivecast. Yeah, it's been a busy couple of weeks. It's been a busy couple of weeks, and as always, I'd like to start by asking you, what are the two words that are the most important for Star Wars news? <laughs> I don't know if I can say it again. <laughs> just, just try it. It's not Jesse's girl. No, it's not, Steve. It's not, it's not always about Rick Springfield. No, it's Peter, it's Peter Firk. <laughs> what do you think about that, Skypecast audience? You were expecting Rick Springfield. We'll get to him later in the show. Okay. Um, no, it's, it's a different Star Wars book. Uh, it just came out. It's called Star Wars Visions. Have you had a chance to look at it? No, I, I I'd seen the uh, the artwork that you had sent me. I, I know I'd seen that before, right. and, um, but I haven't I haven't seen the book yet. Well, it's it's really cool. You know, it's just artists giving different vignettes and imagined scenes from you know not always from the movies or of the characters, but just basically giving artists free reign to do whatever they want with Star Wars. And okay. uh, I was at uh, you know I, I live here in Hothchester, New York. And uh, I live right down the street from the world's second biggest Barnes and Noble. Whoa! Yeah, so <laughs> take that third biggest Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and you know, I was I was there with the kids, ignoring them as, as I usually do. Um, and uh, I was I was looking through the book, and there's this awesome artwork by this man Peter Furk called "The Stuff That Dreams Are Made Of." Mm. And uh, I'll, I'll put it in the uh, in the in the show notes, and hopefully I won't get sued by Lucasfilm. Um, but it's, it's, it's a still life painting and it's of vintage Star Wars toys. So it's got a whole bunch of toys on the old vintage, uh, Star Wars sheets. It's, it's got all the, all the good ships, you know, it's got the Millennium Falcon. It's got the AT-AT. It's got the Y-Wing. It's even got the A-Wing, Steve. It's got yeah. all of the good <laughs> <the> wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait! Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. There's no. I'm oh, sorry. I forgot about the B wing, man. I'm... It's just, it's just too big. It's too much for this for the <laughs> composition here. It's true. It, compositionally speaking, the B wing does throw everything off. No, because yeah, you can't sit it on anything. It just right. doesn't look right. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a, a modern Han blaster thrown in there. Uh, if I had to nitpick, there's there's a star destroyer that seems I can't quite place it. Where that maybe it's like a POTF two star destroyer and. Uh, Anyways, it's like a vintage Leia Bush in there, and it's it's a really nice nice piece of artwork. It's like an old Dutch master still life, but of Star yeah. Wars toys. <laughs> so, being in my adventurous mood, trying to be polyvocal as as I as I strain as hard as I can to coin that that phrase, I I emailed the artist. I just looked him up on Facebook, and I just said, "Hey, I do a podcast, and uh, why don't you tell me something about it?" And a couple of days went by, and I didn't get any response. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. I'm sure he's pretty busy. And, and then he got back to me. So I'm, oh, cool. going to, uh, I'm going to read the email that, uh, that he said to me. 
And yeah, let's hear it. I'll do that thing where I put a little bit of distortion on it so it doesn't sound like me. <laughs> All right. Hi, Sky. Sorry for the delay in getting back to you. It's, all, it's always wonderful to hear nice things about the work one does. I'd hoped that the painting would talk to the kids that lurk inside all of us. I'm glad to see it did. When Sean at Acme called me up and asked me to submit a concept for Visions, I had another idea entirely. Originally, I was going to paint a young Luke Scott... A long uke. A young Luke standing in front of a recruiting poster for the Imperial Starfleet. I picture him around eight years old standing in front of the poster while holding a large toy of an Imperial TIE fighter. Huh. That's a pretty cool idea. That uh, is. As I was working on the roughs for that painting, my fiance was busily working on her own painting, not a Star Wars piece, of a still life by Archimboldo, a 16th century painter. As I watched her paint, it struck me. Wouldn't it be neat to find an old still life painting of Star Wars toys, and not just shiny new toys, <laughs> but well-loved ones? <laughs> I guess the idea of a young Luke holding a toy in a still life of Star Wars toys kind of commingled in my head. I stuffed, I stuffed it full of Star Wars toys. I told him what I wanted to do, and before you know, I'm loaded down with bags of toys. After I painted Dreams, I thought it might be fun to do another one or two of these, sort of a sequel, if I may, using some of the newer toys from the newer films, maybe even throw a few from inspired by the animated series. Anyway, feel free to contact me anytime. Best regards, Peter Furk. Oh, that's cool that he, he got back to you. That's, yeah, that's awesome. And, and being the schmuck that I am, I haven't emailed him back yet to thank him. <laughs> Tisk, tisk. <laughs> I'm so bad with email. It gets me in trouble in my work, my personal life, everything. Um, but there's a lot of things I really liked about that. I liked his, I liked his idea of, of the kind of propaganda poster. Um, but I'm glad you didn't do it because there's, there's a lot of propaganda poster artwork yeah. out there, and it's, it's always true. it's always cool, but it's kind of easy, you know. And that's then, true. This is this is unique. Yeah, and I don't know if you know uh, Arcimboldo, but uh, he would do like these crazy. Um, still lifes of fruit and if you kind of like turned it upside down they'd be pictures of people oh weird and a lot of different kind of perspective ideas so uh but what what i was thinking would be great for him to do would be you know like make all the toys into a so they look like a face but uh that'd probably be a lot of work <laughs> but i just i, I really liked it because it, it showed a lot of a lot of good thoughts and uh i i his, his original idea of having luke holding on to a tie fighter that's awesome that's just the yeah there's something kind of jarring about that um, you know, something maybe maybe he'll do it someday. I, I, I would love to see something like that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So that's that's great, and I really appreciate that he got back to me. And, and I suggest, uh, if if nothing else, everyone go out uh, and ignore their kids and look at it in Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, moving on to other aspects of popular culture, uh, I as as I often say, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself, and probably the number one podcast. I guess probably in the in the history of podcasting is Adam Carolla's podcast. Did yeah. You, did you ever listen to it, Steve? I've never listened to his podcast. Uh, I, you know, I used to listen to him when he would be on um, the Man Show and the the you know Love Line and all that. But I've never actually heard his podcast. He's always really been hilarious. He's he's been around a long time. Yeah, he has. I, I used to hate him because you know. I'm, did you? I'm, well, I mean, like I'm a feminist, and I, so I thought he was a big misogynist. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I just I didn't quite get it. Uh, you know, whereas now I, I've listened to him every day for, I don't know, an hour and a half for the past two years. <laughs> so, you know, I, I listen to him more than I listen to most people in my life. Um, <laughs> so he, he does this thing where he, he has this, 
he'll, you know, he'll interview people on his podcast, and one of the people he's interviewing was a guy named Petros. Now, you probably are more familiar with him, Steve. Who, who is Petros? Yeah. Petros, Petros Papadakis, I think, right? He's, uh, he's uh, on sports radio out here in L.A., um, and he's, he was a UCLA player, wasn't he? Yeah, football, I think. Yeah, football. Um, he's he's got a very distinct, <laughs> distinct voice. That's for sure. I'll never forget that. Um, so so he's got a very distinct personality, and he was on the show, and I guess he's been friends with, uh, with with Corolla for a while. And I was listening to it, and he just he was going on about the different geeky memorabilia that he has, and he talked about how he he once ripped apart a, a shirt from Morrissey. that and uh which is great i you know i i love morrissey um and then and then he goes on to tell the following story about meeting billy d williams <laughs> this is great the only other exciting thing that ever happened to me was i was at a jazz show down the street and uh i asked billy d williams for his autograph Ooh, yeah and yeah. Billy D was like all black people and billy d was you know very comfortable and you know he didn't want to see me but I went over there and I asked him for his autograph, and I got, he wasn't happy giving it, but he gave it. And then I went home and I had a, I had both Lando action figures. Mm-hmm. You know, I had sure. the one where he's in disguise, you know, at Jabba's place, and I had the one where, you know, when he was a high roller at the uh, Sky City. I would say, in terms of like, uh, you know, memorabilia, Morrissey and Billy D. Williams Pretty don't good. really get further apart than those. No. Two <laughs> I was a white tailback, you know, so I had a lot yeah. of contradictions. But sure. I have his autograph. Well, I had I had his autograph, a bottle of Colt forty five, yeah, and the two and the two uh, the two Landos, yeah, a couple he, candles. It was like a religious shrine. All right, so there's a lot of things I love about that that uh, particular little cut there. First of all, the sound quality is not that great, so yeah. you know, people always make fun of our sound quality. But uh, <laughs> if you can get five million. Uh, downloads a week or whatever it is but uh i mean obviously the thing to love is that he makes reference he's not just talking oh i had a lando toy no he he has the distinguishing different versions of the figure which is right it's, it's great to hear and, and of course as the action figure geek you're like well he had three technically if you count the lando <laughs> general from the end of the line but uh <laughs> But I love that he he goes on and and it's clear that he really did that that he had the autograph that he must have dug out his Lando in Skiffguard disguise, which I always thought that was so cool when when he tips up his uh, his little his visor, little visor there, thing yeah yeah and you're like wait that's him <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I love that he called it Sky City that was uh, yeah uh, that was good <laughs> that, that's sometimes you know what I what I call my room you know my office welcome to Sky City. <laughs> Okay, I gotta admit, I don't like the the Colt forty five thing. I, I mean, the Colt forty five thing. I, I again, I think is a little played out. But I did like how he said he had the candles lit and uh, yeah, a little shrine, a little shrine. Because when I go into my closet every day and I see my little mini museum, uh, there there is something kind of shrine like about any kind of focus collection, and, and that's really what he had. He had a Lando focus, and uh, he he maybe didn't know it, but yeah. Uh, so that that was exciting, and maybe some of you heard it, or maybe some of you didn't. But uh, real vintage talk in uh, in the world's most popular podcast. And then Steve, I, I've also been kind of trolling around trying to find other things to talk about, uh, <laughs> and I don't know how I wound up at this. You know, the internet, as far as I can tell, was mostly created for 
pe- snarky people to come up with lists. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this. It's you can find it just about anywhere now. <laughs> but it's just the way it's been. <laughs> yeah, but I found some site called gunaxin.com, G U N A X I N.com. It's a site that has pictures of somewhat ugly women in underwear and uh oh. you know, toys and beer and it's kind of a college.com or collegehumor.com yeah yeah that 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 kind of thing and they had a list of the top toys of the 80s ah and and this made me realize that where do you classify star wars toys are they 70s toys or 80s toys it's really a good question because it kind of it bridges it so it really does and uh so I, i rarely ever see them top the list so so where do you think steve where do you think star wars rates on the top 30. Okay, mind you, let me give you some of the other ones. So we have okay. uh, Superpowers at 14, uh, mm. Mask at 12, Advanced Dungeons mm. and Dragons. Oh, I love those. At 11, uh, <laughs> Visionaries, never heard of that. Masters of the Universe is 8. So so, mm. wh- so, where do you think Star Wars fits? Oh, man. I mean, it's the only line that I ever knew, but as far as just a guess, I would maybe, maybe in the top 5. Six. 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 Okay, close. I don't know. That seems pretty darn low to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay, so you're going to have to run this down for me. What are the top five then? Well, first of all, he says, No secret told, I'm a sizable Star Wars freak. And as such, I had a slew of my 80s figures. I remember the particular set being one of the major lines I owned. One of my most painful memories in my toy Star Wars history goes a little something like this. I had just gotten the Bespin Luke Skywalker with a little gun and lightsaber, and I was moronically playing with him atop the drainage gate at the end of my grandparents' driveway, and choke! I dropped a little weapon down the drain. I remember my stomach falling to my knees and eventually sobbing like a little girl. Well, needless <laughs> to say, thanks to my rich grandparents indeed, I had a new one without, within hours. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and that, that actually reminds me of the time when I was in Florida, and I, I dropped my... I was uh I was on like I couldn't swim until I was probably I don't know fifteen or something ridiculous like that. So I was in I was in a pool when I was like six, oh, in no. in floaties, and I had a I had a cloth cape Jawa in the pool. I don't know why my parents let me have a Jawa <laughs> in the pool, and I dropped it, and and it sunk right to the bottom. And I, and I remember just thinking like, well, that's gone. It's and gone. It's just gone. <laughs> so 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 they put Star Wars number six, and then number five. Marvel Heroes? What? I mean, okay, everyone likes... Oh, sorry, I just just dropped my uh, bottle cap there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah Mar- Marvel Heroes. So, we all love Spider-Man, but those toys weren't that good. <laughs> and then number four, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And again, aren't those kind of 90s toys? I mean, that's yeah, that's more I, your generation, uh, Steve. But Yeah, I remember having those, um, you know, when I was... I was like... 89? I mean, 90? That was like 90s. It's not 80s. Right. And then number three, Thundercats? <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe as a show, I understand, but I love Thundercats. We're, we're I talking about toys here. Yeah. I didn't own one Thundercat toy. Hmm. And then number two is Transformers. I got no argument okay. with number two. Yeah. You know, if you put Star Wars 3, Transformers 2, that's fine because Transformers were great toys. And then yeah. num- number one, of course, is G.I. Joe. Okay. Yeah. Which I see I see putting Star Wars three. I wouldn't I would put it two or one, uh but but putting Thundercats ahead of Star <laughs> Wars. Anyways, uh 
just just going to kind of put that out there because I, I tend to uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the the continuing desire to have me like Battlestar Galactica, but uh, <laughs> I, you know. I will not acquiesce that Thundercats toys are, are better than Star Wars Top toys. Star Wars, that just no. Yeah, that that's just wrong. But it's it's a cute story about losing his. Uh, yeah. About losing his things. That's the funny thing. I, I was never. In, I, as far as toys, it was either Star Wars, Ghostbusters, or Ninja Turtles. I was never into GI Joe or Transformers. I mean, I knew them, but that I don't know. It's just funny how that works. Yeah, I had this weird thing with GI Joe where. Uh, this may this may shock the audience, um, but uh, my, my parents are kind of hippies, um, so uh, <laughs> hence the name Sky. Uh, and and they, I mean, if if you watch GI Joe from a a, a left leaning political uh, viewpoint, it it is such a travesty because it's like, yay, industrial military complex, you know, <laughs> yeah, America is good, it's a, everything it's, else it's is the bad. perfect. Yeah, the '80s Reaganism. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's pure Reaganism, and so they would not buy anything for me that was GI Joe. It was GI Joe because that's right because you didn't you didn't want to have guns, right? They yeah, yeah, I couldn't even. You to have the... Yeah, they wouldn't even let me have guns. Although I later discovered that they bought my brother the jet from Ooh. GI Joe, and now my son plays with it at their house because <laughs> you know how it goes. You know, grandkids they get to do whatever they want. But uh, as a consequence, I would go uh, down the street, my my buddy Jonathan, and I would just play G.I. Joe at his house all day, every day. So (laughs) it just goes to show you you, you can't repress. No, you really can't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Steve. So we talked about some other podcasts. We talked about Adam Carolla. But do you know where on earth is the world's capital of Star Wars collecting podcasts? Where would that be? It would be right here, Steve. Not in your pretty California with its sunshine <laughs> and its Katy Perry. No, it's right here on the banks of the Erie Canal. It's Rochester, <laughs> New York. And uh, ah. the, the reason why I say this is uh, there's now a – not because of us. I mean, no offense, Steve, but we're, we're not exactly <laughs> on the top of the heap. We're, we're making no, it there. No, no. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the Force cast, uh, which is the, the big dog in, in uh, Star Wars podcasts – and you know, I've listened to them for many, many years, and I, I love their work. They came out with a collector's podcast. Oh, yeah, right. And uh, that is hosted by Dan Curdo, who, oddly enough, uh, his his son goes to the school where I teach. Huh. Um, I still haven't met up with him yet, uh, but I'm very excited that, that he finally put together this uh, this podcast for collectors. And uh, it's it's not it's not vintage. It's all modern. But uh, okay. still, I think it, it deserves note because yeah. it's a sign that other people are j- just giving the collectibles a chance. And so, I, is this like a subsection of the Force cast? Yeah, it's or, like a, yeah, like they do like mini casts. So, okay, you know they they have a whole network, kind of like Adam Carolla does, where they okay. have uh, Indi- Indiana Jones. I almost said Indianapolis Jones. <laughs> Indianapolis Jones. Yeah, I hate him too. Him and uh, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> uh, except for the fourth movie. That's the only good Indiana Jones movie. Oh, man, we're going to have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> An only bad one. I'm sorry. I got it mixed up. Uh, <laughs> I like Short Round, and that's it. Um, <laughs> but uh, so they they have uh, music, mini casts. Uh, I think they have like uh, expanded universe mini casts. Okay. Um, they have great. If you guys watch the Clone Wars, like I do, uh, they have really, really good uh, Clone Wars roundtables. 
Hmm. And they've talked for years about having a collector's uh, podcast. So that's that. And as you know, my son, he he likes the modern. But uh, <laughs> I, I forgot to tell you, Steve, uh, today we were going through our giant – we use toolboxes to store our, our toys. Yeah. And uh, uh, my son, he has the, the turbo tank, um, <laughs> which, by the way, is kind of vintage. Because do you know who designed the uh, Hasbro turbo tank, Steve? Uh, you're talking about the actual co- film concept, or no, no? Who actually designed the toy? Oh no, Mark Boudreau, the same, really? the same man who designed the uh, Millennium Falcon. Huh? And it is, it's an awesome toy. Anyways, so we were playing, and and he was kind of upset because he, I don't know, I, I spoil him a little bit. I gotta admit, <laughs> he kind of has, you know, fifty clone troopers, something like that. He's got an uh, army. Yeah, he's got an army. But almost all of them are missing their hands. So uh, so he was playing today. He's like, you know, Poppy, I, I like modern more than vintage. But vintage is good because the hands don't fall off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is. When you got kids, I can't tell you how many troopers I have where it's like, and this one also got into a lightsaber battle and lost his hand. Yeah. And, and so did this one, and they can't hold their guns. Oh, and- man. I like the vintage figure because they, because their hands and heads can't come off. Because when I when I was a little kid, I pulled off the heads and hands, and I didn't know why they're there. So you tr- you threw off all the hands of all the clone troopers. Yeah, and the, and the heads I already lost like one well, hands on one of my shadow troopers, so that's pretty bad. Yeah, and and it wasn't Poppy like kind of I was kind of upset because yeah. I was like, what's going on? That's yeah, he was. He was very. Can I talk to you? Um, my princess toys don't come off because they stay on. Your princess toys? Yeah, we didn't. And, and and who's who's the princess in Star Wars? Princess Leia and Padme. Yeah, that's right. All right, well, thanks, kids. Anyways. Yeah, you really you really had to work it hard to try and kill a, a like a vintage stormtrooper. It's all one thing. You can't it's there's nothing you can do about it. Exactly. You take a sledgehammer. <laughs> and that's I guess what your little side focus is with all the regions. Right. Exactly. So all this is hopefully at some point uh I'd love to have a, a, a big debate where we'd have vintage versus modern, maybe connect <laughs> up with the with the uh the force cast with Dan Curdo. To be yeah. side of modern, and maybe have my son as a moderator. He he could give the, pro, <laughs> the pros and cons for both. Yeah, that almost deserves like a video. <laughs> yeah, that, that that could be good. But I also got I got an email, Steve, from uh, from one of our listeners, and he mentioned uh, about this collector cast that the opening theme song is somewhat similar to our own. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I, I hear it. I mean, it, the thing is my. You know, the thing I did where I used the vintage sound clips, it's not like uh, it took a genius to come up with that. I mean, it's the most obvious <laughs> thing to do. But uh, the email I got, now I'm going to keep it anonymous, but just, uh, I mean, I like people standing up for us, but I don't, I don't think it's a case of plagiarism. I think uh, it's just a, a natural evolution. But yeah. still, uh, I think it'd be fun to, to listen to. So why don't we have a listen to it here and then, uh, and then talk about it after. Sounds good. A long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars toys. 
toys. Kenner's new Star Wars Death Star Space Station. Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. They're built for heavy battle action. They go right back together again. Now you're playing with the power. Star Wars, power of the force. Action figures each sold separately. This is a force cast. The collector's cast. So yeah, you know, they, they use a couple of the same clips, uh, particularly the uh, action figure sold separately uh, at the very yep. end. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I uh, Jimmy Mack is the guy who does the sound clips for that show. And, uh, man, he does some really amazing stuff. So, uh, I think it's just too, it's too good of a thing to not use in some way. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't get around it. You gotta have it. Yeah. And I mean, if they'd used Wampa, maybe I would have, uh, I would have got out our our copyright lawyers, um, our copyright lawyers of our, uh, of our podcast, which is in and of itself a giant flagrant copyright violation. Violation. Yeah. (laughs) As a matter of fact, speaking of the force cast, I actually stole their disclaimer because at the very end of their disclaimer, um, their host does oh, this. Oh yeah, that's right. He does this. He does this really awesome low talking. Uh, <laughs> the content here is not provided by Hasbro or Lucasfilm Limited. And he does this whole thing, and I thought, well, man, if they do it, I should probably do it. So you, uh, you have no no idea how many times I've tried to like piece that together and actually <laughs> understand right. what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all. Uh, I'll stole from, the from Jason at the at the Forcecast. So, anyways, if you guys like modern, uh, take a look. You know, if you want to get a full view from vintage to modern, I guess you could listen to them back to back. And, there you go. Uh, That's a good idea. Yeah, and it's just just showing that uh, you know Rochester is more than uh, than hot dogs <laughs> and uh, minor league hockey teams for the Florida Panthers. It's the mecca of collecting podcasts. <laughs> yes, Star Wars collecting podcasts. Yes. Yes. That don't also feature the movies. That's right. Other... <laughs> and Steve, amongst all the scandals that that we've uh, that we've had to put up with in the last couple months, there's one that at least escaped me. And yeah, uh, this has escaped me too. Yeah, well, it just got bumped up again, and uh, it's it's from Germany. Uh, collector W. Boba Fett, who uh, is a well-respected um, variant collector, so someone from Europe, and for whatever reason, uh, well, we've talked about it with people in the past, but European collectors tend to be more into variant collecting, uh, mm-hmm. because that's what they collected. They had different figures from different countries. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's the the soldier, and what's the, the, the big variant for the for the rebel rebel soldier, it's the uh, the darker painted one, right? With the white, um, with the white skin, right? Right. Yeah, it's like molded legs, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, I feel bad. I get that. I get the sense that variant collectors are going to be going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what we'll do? We'll just allow this to be a chance for a future vintage vocab, and you can come on <laughs> and tell us. Uh, you know why one is more valuable than the other um but and he he admitted to doing this he he bought them old he bought an old beat up variant and uh he professionally restored it himself and he huh. professionally restored himself because he is an art restorer and uh he eventually fessed up to it there's a long long thread on rebel scum and at uh, the imperial gunnery and a couple other sites and it's it's very interesting because people are 
people really liked him, and he he has contributed in this area of the hobby. He's contributed yeah. as, as much as anybody. He has these amazing photo guides, and I mean, I've 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 used his guides before, even though it doesn't interest me that much. Uh, I like definitely. I, uh, it's extensive. It's crazy. Yeah, it's extensive. So he's basically out of the hobby because I mean, once you do something like that, I mean, oh man, you can't really come back from. I mean, you can with time, I suppose. But that's, that's 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 very tricky. That's yeah. that's very tricky. So, uh, anyways, I, I I thought that was worth worth mentioning and kind of putting on the record here. And uh, I, it's it I think it's still, you know, he he did his best to make things right, but uh, it it seems as though, especially having that profession of being a, right. an that's, art restorer. That's the craziest thing is, oh man, that's. But but if it was really his intention to do that, I wouldn't have announced that in the first place, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, we 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 both know people who who are basically been forced out of the hobby just due to due to one thing or two things. So yeah, yeah. But uh, it does happen. Yeah. So even though this has been a month of jubilation for me and, and getting back into the hobby and and all these great things and art and love and life, uh, there's still all these little scandals creeping around but uh it was sold to to someone in in california actually oh wow uh x x is cool i think his real name is uh chris yeah that's right i was just gonna ask you i was just gonna ask you if uh if it had been sold or returned or what what the status was this is this is definitely new to me right now yeah no it's all it's all been it's all been fixed but uh except for the reputation (laughs) right all right steve and then uh i guess I can't tell if we're running long or not, but uh, why don't we do at least this month's limelight? Seeing as I whipped up that, uh, did did you like that little uh, little limelight sound cue you hear last month? <laughs> I did hear it. That's very creative. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, let, let's let's go to the limelight of the month. Now let me get this Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's the limelight drop. A little bit of dead, uh, dead at the end there, because we we have some deadhead uh, fans and Hank Williams and Prince and uh, and of course Harry Nilsson. Uh, I'm a (laughs) big fan of Nilsson. Which, by the way, the documentary on Harry Nilsson is now out on Netflix. So if you on Netflix, stream that because it's great. Um, So. The limelight of the month has nothing to do with with music. It's uh, it's kind of a a debate I think that's worth having. It's a long time Spanish collector, uh, Gonzalo D. Do you do you know him at all, Steve? Um, not really well. I I mean I've seen his collection, um, but I I don't know him personally. He he sold me a, a Russian bootleg uh, Chewbacca that I have. I, you know those the the funky uh, Power of the Force two bootlegs. Oh yeah, with the the very strange uh, profile of a of a gunner almost. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like propaganda posters. Yeah. So he uh, he sold me one of those a while ago, oh, and cool. okay. he's a well loved guy. Been around for a long time. And I, do you own any any Spanish items? I don't. No, I, I never have. They're very hard to come by, and that's that's what I, I gather. It seems like a really niche market. It is, and I mean, what I 
especially the Empire stuff, it's really hard to find anything of it. And what he he limelights, and I'll put up a uh, a, a link to that, is I mean just an amazing collection of Spanish figures, and. Uh, I mean, he has things I'd never seen before. I mean, I'd never seen an R5-D4 and an Empire Strikes Back card. Uh, he has this amazing run of uh, boxed figures. I mean, as a language teacher, I love that the Empire stuff and the Jedi stuff is all in uh, is all in Spanish. Yeah, no, it, it makes it so much better. But he prefaces it all with what, Steve? That he's uh, he's not going to be doing the spanish stuff anymore <laughs> yeah so he's, <laughs> it's like, he's like here's the most you know the most beautiful spanish collection uh you know you've seen and uh yeah i'm selling it and and so I, that's, I i guess that's the thrill of the hunt steve right i like that he says it's a, his way of saying goodbye to read it to show it. yeah i mean a lot of people just sell their whole thing and and just take the money and don't show it and, off yeah but there's something bittersweet about it. But uh, yeah, that's true. I guess there's there's two selfish kind of limelights. There's the hey, here's all my stuff. Oh, did I mention I'm selling it? Uh, which I've never done. But then there's the one I usually do, which is hey, here's all my stuff. Who wants to sell me something more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and then there's just the hey, look at me. But uh, and this yeah. is probably a combination of the of the second and third. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, there's 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 other news too. I mean, uh, other things I picked up on. Did you see that AFA dropped the using the letter U? Mm, what? Yeah. No. So, so now they they still call things. They still grade them uncirculated. But they just don't use that as the prefix, kind of. Right. Thing, they don't use it as a prefix. Which, oh, weird. Which I would say is is positive because it makes it a little bit less appealing to the the kind of obsessive nature of yeah. people who want the the U85 and if it's like 85 uncirculated so it'll just say it'll just say 85 and then they'll just it'll just say the word uncirculated after is that how they're going to do it yeah yeah okay so Interesting. yeah that, that that's you know cuz that is a debate that we once had uh, many moons ago do you ever look at uh, C7YB Oh, that's uh, that's cables, right? Yeah, that's that's it's Bill Cable's cartoon. Yeah, yeah. And he's done cartoons forever um, at, at creaturecantina.com, and he's been the court jester of the Star Wars collecting community for <laughs> I don't know as long as I've been collecting, and before that too. Yeah, and he so he started this new weekly series, uh, and it's just about collecting. And he had this whole series about focus, about character focus collecting. And, uh, you know, he, he asked me what I thought about it, and I told him what I thought, and I asked him if he'd be willing to be on the show. And he said, yeah. So here's, uh, here's my interview with him uh, about, uh, about C7YB. Yaggy, 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 yaggy. Yak, yak, yak to my face. Yaggy, yak. Yak, yak. All right. Well, we're here with uh, Bill Cable. And uh, you're, I think, would you describe yourself first as a Star Wars fan or as a Steelers fan? I I always wonder. No, Steelers fan. Yeah, Steelers fan and Star Wars artist, uh, C-3PO collector, uh, a man of many hats, but I guess the the main hat is the yellow and gold and black. What is it, yellow and black or gold and black? Black and gold. Black and gold, there we go. Black and gold, yes. All right, sorry. Right, and is that that why you went with C-3PO, because he's gold? 
Uh, has nothing to do with it. No. Okay. I mean, there's there's a lot to talk to Bill about, and I'm I'm thinking instead of doing kind of long interviews with people, I'd like to do shorter interviews about specific topics. And certainly, I mean, Bill, he's uh, I think of him maybe like the court jester of uh, Star Wars collecting. But does that does that uh, sit well with you, Bill? I've been called worse. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not an insult. So, uh, anyways, for how long? <laughs> so, so you're the webmaster creator of Creature Cantina, and that's that's a website. How long has that been around? Uh. Jeez, 2001, April 1st, 2001 was when we started. Wow. So we're coming up on 10 years. Wow, coming up on 10 years. Well, that, that'd be a good occasion to interview you again. So that's uh, CreatureCantina.com in case uh, you've never seen his site, although I think most people have at this point. And the reason, well, why, the reason why we're interviewing uh, Bill today is he's had this uh, – He's always you've always done cartoons, right? But you had the Creature Cantina cartoons and have you stopped those? Yes, I did stop those. Okay, so he had one series of cartoons which were more general Star Wars humor, right? Not so much about collecting. Right. right. It was set inside the the canteen on uh, Tatooine. And uh, and so what he switched to uh, is is your new comic and it's C7YB. So if if uh, you can go to c7yb.com or creaturecantina.com. What I love about it is it's all about collecting. I mean, Creature Cantina is a humor site, and it's about collecting. It's a little bit about the movies from time to time, but it's mostly humor about collecting, 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 again, I dare you, I double dare you, motherfucker, collecting, but one more goddamn time. And, you know, this, this podcast is about collecting, you know, the vintage toys and memorabilia. So it was only a matter of time before we, we brought it up. Uh, but uh, I, most recently you have a, a new series, and uh, the series is on focus collectors. And this is what I really love, Bill, because, you know, I, I know you fairly well, and ever since I've collected, you've always been in the pantheon of the focus collectors with the nicest collections. And uh, what I love is being a focus collector myself in these uh, – it's 12, right? 12 comics? Uh, yeah, yeah. There are 12 yeah. parts in the series. Right. In the 12 parts, I see myself so much and my own mentality, and uh, I, I think you really, you really nailed it. Um, so I really encourage anybody, especially if you're a character focus collector, to go take a look. So, uh, I don't want to spoil too much of, of the cartoon, but there's certain uh, – it's the more uh, experienced collector who's taking the, the newer collector, the, the Ruben character, to this house. And it's the, it's the Lobot collector's house. Now, wh- why'd you pick Lobot? Um, kind of because it's a really oddball character to be doing. Right. And because of that, it would allow some more unusual stuff, I guess you'd say. Right, and there's just something inherently funny about Lobot. I mean, there's just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't help it. I mean, I feel bad because my brother Bart, you know, who helps run the show, he, he's a Lobot uh, focus collector. He's not too hardcore. <laughs> but, uh, and and it's, it's exactly because he's goofy that we made him – I actually made him a Lobot collector because I just started buying him Lobot stuff. And that's how I paid him to work on the website. <laughs> he's like, I don't even like Lobot. I'm like, forget it, Lobot. <laughs> so. <laughs> and so Is he bald? You know, that's the funny thing. He's not. And that's uh, th- that's because we're talking about focus collecting. I do think there's something to this theory that you start – you know how they say that uh, dog owners start to resemble their dogs? 
I, I, right, right. I do think that focus collectors start to resemble what they collect. And I know I'm guilty of that. I didn't used to have long hair. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely a case study in that. Yeah, I didn't used to have a beard. I didn't used to have long hair. And it's not intentional. I didn't say, <laughs> oh, I want to look like Chewbacca. It just happens, you know? And uh, <laughs> and this Lobot collector's got the great balding uh, spot, just like Lobot does. Like, he's got the, the Comlink set. And uh, I, 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 there's another nice touch. Do you, do you feel that you uh, you resemble uh, C-3PO at all? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Certainly not in the voice. But uh, yeah. uh, I think that my pale skin is just about as reflective as uh, C-3PO's armor. <laughs> there you go. And then uh, see, we'll, we'll skip ahead to, to part four. Another one I like is where uh, the collector has an inflated sense of what his character does in the movie. And uh, he, uh-huh. he claims that uh, that he basically saved the entire rebellion, and and I know whenever I try to de- to describe the, the the original trilogy, I sort of describe it in Chewbacca terms. You know, like what was he doing at that time? How did he help things out? Yeah, was... uh, I, I do the same thing with C three PO all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I imagine for you it's hard because you know you're a three PO collector, and Lucas and everyone else always says, "Oh, it's R two D two story," and they always give him the credit, much like, you know, everyone always says how much they love Harrison Ford and, and, uh, right. and Chewbacca, yeah. uh, more than Chewbacca. I was going to say, I, I really loved the the story arc for C-3PO through the original trilogy, and I thought that the prequels kind of destroyed everything about it that, were, that was good, so. Yeah, they, okay. it, yeah, it's weird when you have to suspend the, your disbelief, but like, you have to suspend the disbelief of what the artist who made it did. Like, you have to kind of pretend, like, well, that didn't really happen, even though the person who made C-3PO had to make it happen. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's that's why we collect vintage, right? But, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, you can ignore all that other stuff if you want to. Right. And then this, uh, this, this great panel, how did you do it with the... So one of the panels ends with him showing off his wall of carded vintage. And uh, it's it's very striking because it, it does exactly, as a carded vintage collector, uh, like we are, the run of having carded vintage on the wall, like there's a certain thrill to all the offers and offer lists, and you were able to simplify it to just shapes and colors, but yet any real vintage collector can identify every card back. Is that, did you like Photoshop, or how did you create that, uh, that panel? Yeah, for uh, any time I do toy product photos, either the modern stuff or vintage. What I do is I get a actual photo of the uh, item off of Google or whatever. Right. And then I uh, use Photoshop and create a new layer on top of the photo layer. And huh. I just kind of trace out uh, trace out the different blocks of color. Right. Um, and fill them in with the color using the sample tool and I've done that for quite a few different things. There's a, a strip I did within the first uh, couple months that was about uh, modern collecting, where I did that for every single card back. Oh, I remember the, that one, yeah. First part of Force. <laughs> that was crazy. did that all the way through, <laughs> and that was using the same method. Right. So it, it works really well. I did that with the Adats uh, last week, I think, was when that one ran. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the AT-80s. Um, I, I was yeah. thinking, because you can, you can buy prints of all your comics, I was thinking... Uh, as I, I give you another plug here, but I was thinking maybe you could even just sell a figure wall of uh, different characters in that style, <laughs> kind of mute it out. I know I'd like one just because it's it's nice taking the 
taking the image of the card back and just reducing it to the kind of the, the geometric basics. But uh, oh. just uh, just an idea. But I mean, what I really like too is how he, he lists everything. And I don't know if you ever do this, Bill, but you know, I I just got through uh, grad school. And when you're in grad school, especially when you study French, you wind up sitting in a room for three hours and you're not always engaged. So I would always write in the uh, in the margins of all my book, all my uh, notebooks, each figure that I had with that same kind of, you know, SW12 proof, SW12A, SW20, all the way down. And all my colleagues, you know, my classmates were like, what are you doing? Because I thought I was writing some <laughs> kind of secret code about uh, French literature. But uh, that really reminded me of that, and that that got me through a lot of really boring classes. <laughs> oh, jeez! But and it's funny to me. I can't I can't remember my twelve A's and twelve B's and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I've gotten worse at it over the years, you know. Because uh, I mean, in the beginning, I had it all down because I didn't have that much. But actually, you can watch as I get closer and closer to finishing uh, my studies. You know, the list gets longer, and there's more and more mistakes. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking a little bit earlier too about about uh, about Dustin and R two D two, and definitely one of my my favorites is the uh, is the panel in which you have him railing against Lando and how he finds Lando. Oh yeah. He just you know someone asks him uh, Z. He uh, he says I know this guy who has a Lando collection and and the guy just freaks out. And he goes on about how Lando has all the different figures, which is actually funny because we uh, we talk about a different podcast uh, on the Adam Carolla podcast. They talk about different Lando figures, so uh, it's odd that 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 you know, the confluence. Uh, but anyways, the guy just goes on about how Lando's garbage and he has so much luck, and Lando was the sellout. And is that is that personal for you? Do you feel some kind of resentment towards R two D two and R two D two collecting? <laughs> Man, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know too. I too know far too many R two D two collectors I'm friends with to say what I really feel. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I'm lucky. No one collects Han. I mean, if some people do, but there's like a lot of really hardcore R two D two collectors who are really awesome. Oh, people. there are, yeah. But uh, I know I. Feel, yeah. Go ahead. It's more of a it's more of a uh, friendly rivalry kind of thing where you just. Yeah. Uh, joke the guys, and the more biting you can make it, the more fun it is. And, you know, you did a really good job if you make somebody feel terrible kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's all done in good fun. Well, yeah, I think about it because it was either at C3 or C4 when you did the panel with, with Dustin, and you guys were going back and forth about why why one was cooler than the other. And I remember thinking, is this a, a joke? Or are they really, like, are they really angry at each other? But, and then finally, the. When I started collecting, the thing I remember most about you is uh, is related to the last panel, and that's where uh, the the earnest Lobot collector just says just says, "Please, dear God, let me know where is the last piece that I need. Where is the Spanish? Uh, what is it? A, a posh? Is, is that posh. What looking for? Yeah. Right. I never know how to pronounce that. Posh, posh. Anyways, the Spanish posh Lobot." Let me know, for the love of God, let me know. Now, as far as I've known, you've still never received or never found the Anakin offer C-3PO? I have never found the Anakin offer 3PO. So, so this is the plea. I don't know, you know, but I don't know how many people listen to the show. I don't know how many people will listen to the show. But for at least the six years that I've been collecting, 
Bill Cable has been looking for an Anakin offer C-3PO as hard as he can, putting it out there, making ridiculous offers for it. I told you at C3, I think it was, if I ever found one, I'd just give it to you. And and I, I think you know people look under your beds, look in your collections. Maybe you got one kicking around somewhere. But uh, as, a, as a focus collector, that hurts me to know that you – you know that it, it probably exists, right? It has to exist, right? So there's no confirmed examples. That's just um, crazy. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of other figures from that line that that does that they did have it. But they're saying that it was like over, factory overstock where they put it on. So maybe they shipped out all the three POs before they were doing that, or right. Yeah, yeah really. At this point, though, there's uh, no confirmed examples. Wow. Well, that's uh, that, that's definitely your your white whale for uh, for your collecting, and yeah. I mean, it's a very nice a nice way to go out because that's the kind of the mania of the of the focus collector is as soon as you get something that you never thought you'd get, then all you can think about is the next thing you don't think you can get. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's very relentless, especially with characters that are not quite as minor as Lobot. <clears throat> Although he did, of course, yeah, I, save the entire empire, uh, the, the the rebellion. Awesome, Bill. Well, I think uh, I think that's. And is there, is there anything uh, you want to tell us about coming up on uh, C Seven YB or on Creature Cantina to uh, whet our appetite? No, uh, I wish I could. I'm like out of ideas right now, so I'm kind of brainstorming. Yeah, well, hey, you just uh, you just put up your entire collection and, and had this whole twelve part series, so I think it's okay for now. People can just uh, catch up with that. Well, awesome, awesome, Bill. Thanks for uh, thanks for checking in. Oh, thank you for having me. Yak, yak, yak to my face. Yak, Don't know that. Well, Steve, it's been uh, we've been talking about Celebration Five for a while, and <laughs> and I I just finally came up with a drop for it. Did you get a chance to hear it? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Was this this was on the last show, wasn't it? It was on the last show, but it's after we recorded it. I, I put it in. Okay, I. <laughs> You're gonna have to refresh me. I, I think I I must have heard it. I'm, I might be getting the two new drops mixed up, but uh, <laughs> let's hear it again. It, it's probably <laughs> it's probably the best thing I've ever done. So let's uh, let, let, let's hear it. Celebration five. Celebration five. Celebration five. Now that we've heard the, the drop again, let's. Uh, and so now that you've heard it again, do you do you like it, Steve? Very much. It's uh, <laughs> it's fresh. It's fresh. It's not. I could have used a song that used the word celebration. I could have used the Ewok Yub Nub thing. Oh yeah. Uh, which speaking of, of podcasts, is used on another podcast uh, every week. But uh, no, I, I said gotta do something different, and uh, and that that just came came to my mind. So. <laughs> this may be the last time we use it, although knowing us, we'll be talking about Celebration 5 until another, Celebration 6. Yeah, another uh, <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> but, but let's talk about, about uh, our, our life on the floor, man. What was it really like in the trenches? <laughs> Insanity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let's kind of go through what the dealer room was like. Um, All right. Because we've talked a little bit about uh, about the, the room sales and we had the interviews, but – yeah. I mean, what did you feel like? How, how much was vintage stuff available? Uh, what did you pick up? Um, what I'm going to be using to refresh my memory is 
I took a picture on the last day of all my stuff on my hotel room bed. Yep, yeah, that seems like a customary thing for for collectors to do when they go to a celebration. <laughs> did you, you you did that too? I did. Yeah, yeah. and it's. Uh, would you mind putting Let's that? Up? Well, we'll put those up on the on the show yeah, notes. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So uh-huh. I'm I'm looking at mine and I'm just looking at the stuff that I most of the stuff I got it looks like I got at room sales. So I got the the crazy Halloween costume, uh, the Canadian. Halloween costume from Shane, and I was tempted to wear it on Halloween, but I had to use the <laughs> the one I've been using for years. Yeah, um, I walked around West Virginia with that. That was fun, <laughs> uh, you know. And I got uh, a Toll Toys card back from a room sale. Uh, let's see, Mike Ritter hooked me up with this this really crazy uh, original artwork from a coloring book, and it's oh, yeah, it's in right. French and in English, so. It was kind of this this nice thing to start my start my day start my my career. <laughs> uh, but then I think the rest of the stuff that I see. Oh, and then I also managed to pick up some uh, Arco uh, knockoff figures. Stop at the Arco, put some gas in my caddy. That's something I want to talk about with with celebration, Steve. Is is the slippery path to to things you weren't collecting. It's so so true. <laughs> so so uh, if you guys don't know, Arco. Stop at the Arco. Put some gas in my caddy. It was this a very smart company out of New York City that uh, realized there were no Star Wars toys for sale, and so they didn't make bootlegs. They made knockoffs. So they made these figures called uh, uh, Space War Play Kids, and it's like a cross between Playmobil and Star Wars. And uh, I, I won the, the Chewbacca in an auction that I paid way too much for many years ago. And I thought, okay, well, I'm, I'm done. And just somehow, but no. somehow, but no, <laughs> uh, the, I saw a Vader and a 3PO for sale at the room sales. So I was like, oh, that's not too bad of a price. So I picked those up. And then I saw another 3PO. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a good price too. So I picked that up. <laughs> and so now all I'm missing is the Luke, which everyone's yes. missing. But uh, <laughs> totally slippery slope because now <laughs> I, I have a run going and I didn't mean to at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Actually, most of the stuff I picked up, I didn't actually get at the room sales. I actually got these from uh, the floor, which is huh. it's, it's kind of – it's interesting. I think I was too – I wasn't really busy, I would say, <laughs> at the room sales. I was sitting there – Kind of in the corner, but uh, no, it, it, it's weird. Actually, most of the stuff I got was all from the floor. Um, I got um, probably the biggest thing was a, uh, a blueprint for the uh, micro collection ATST from right. um, uh, it was from Andy Loney, but it was I forgot who it was that was selling it. Was Andy Loney's booth? I got that, and um, I was really excited for that because I've been wanting to get a blueprint for a long time, and it just happened to be something that was kind of related to my focus too. Um, and then uh, I got this. I got a lot of funky stuff. Um, yeah. There was Todd Chamberlain had a lot of interesting photography pieces. Um, <laughs> uh, Rebel Chris, a good friend of mine, um, just as a, a, a gift because I'd been you know helping them out at the convention. He bought me this uh, picture. I think it was from um, some kind of Kenner spec sheet or uh, catalog kind of thing where it has this kid that looks like he's like a it's like Ralphie from A Christmas Story. I want an official Red Rider Carbon Action 200 Wayne's Ball Arrow. No. Shoot your eye out. Playing with a, a scout walker. And uh, 
it just says new from Kenner, the Scout Walker, and it's <laughs> the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Um, also, I, I had another run-in with, uh, oh, what's her name? Um, it's the lady that had the big booth. She's there every celebration. Oh, she right. had a She disagreed with me about... Um, a death squad commander. Oh yes, the, this, uh, the this is painted. the story that, that this is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just just to give a bit of background in case you haven't been listening, we've been intending to do this segment not because we like talking <laughs> about our toys, but just to talk about in case you've never been to a celebration or just kind of what's a, a typical thing that a more or less typical vintage collector. What's the hall like? Yeah, um, yeah. And that's hall in the two two spellings of the word H A U L is in what did we haul back, and then what's the hall is in the selling hall. Yeah. So, so we're talking about this this crazy lady who always has great stuff. I bought a tri logo from her at Celebration Four, and she has vintage <laughs> hanging everywhere. She has bath towels and shampoo. She's got a crazy, crazy booth. I mean, tons of stuff. Yeah, ton, um, tons of stuff for for tons of nuts. Oh, this whole place is disgusting. I agree. Hey, aren't you that crazy cat lady? Yes, I am. But thanks to this psychoactive medication, I enjoy brief moments of lucidity. Those are just Reese's Pieces. Uh, <laughs> so so th- that'll set up the story of, of, yeah. of Steve's uh, purchase. Yeah, so we'll, I'll do a little a pre, a pre-story for this. The last celebration, we also had a, a disagreement about... <laughs> The loose figures is I, I. You guys have probably. I think we've talked about it before. I've collected really messed up reject figures for a long time now, and uh, it's these conventions where a lot of times I'll end up finding some of the coolest ones. And uh, last time it was a, a Luke Bespin that uh, some kid had chopped the hand off and made it <laughs> bleeding. And I really, really wanted it, but she would not take any. She wanted like, I think ten or twelve dollars for it. Wow. <laughs> And I, I just, you know, oh god, I, I just couldn't do it. Right. So, um, so again, the, the idea is you want the most messed up figures. But yeah, you're the not most messed up figures. Premium. I'm not going to pay. Yeah, exactly. So this year, um, there was a uh, Death Squad commander that was uh, some kid had put white out all over the uniform. Yeah, it was this and, uh, funky like Don Johnson Death Squad commander. It was just. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's ugly, um, but uh, so when I approached her to to ask what she would take for it, she was kind of insistent that it was actually a a different figure altogether, <laughs> and that the same price applies. It, it was, you know, one price for all the figures in the bucket, no matter what. It looked like. Right, and you were like, and she was like, that that's a vintage Star Wars figure. Like she she was trying yeah, to school you on it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> I think we had. That's right, we went to another. Uh, worker the booth and talked to him about it and he eventually he it wasn't exactly a a steal but I, I had to have it this time I couldn't be denied two celebrations in a row so, no no and that that's um, got to have a special place <laughs> yeah it it's really great now I was yeah. I was there with you Steve and that was yeah. one one of the funniest things <laughs> I've seen in a long time and we even said at the time oh man we got to mention this on the next Kivecast and uh, <laughs> it's it's been five months but but there you yeah. go audience. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, last last two things I picked up. Um, also from Todd, there were these um, Kodak slides, and I, he was saying they're from like a focus group or something, where huh. it had a uh, it had a kid playing with two of the later vehicles, and one happened to be the B wing, 
and uh, it, it was like it's the weirdest thing. It, it's like a empty room with like a just a blank pedestal propping up one. I think one of the fighters, and he's kind of walking around holding the B wing. So I'm like, well, that's strange. Uh, but you know, they were um, a decent price. I'm like, man, I got to pick that up. It, it's just I was surprised I was able to pick up some of these really kind of oddball things for for those focuses. So I was happy. Um, yeah, and then don't forget the the display that caused you to miss oh, my the panel. Display that, we, that we've been talking about. <laughs> that that must right, not that be is, mentioned, but that that has been mentioned a few times. Yeah, that's right. It isn't in the picture. I don't think. Uh, no. no, it's not. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was. I, I really wasn't expecting to buy anything, and you just know how it is. Oh, like, oh you never do. You know, no, I, I mean, like. Do. Like I said, like I, I didn't come with any money, and I somehow had a bed <laughs> filled with stuff by the time I left. Yeah, but yeah. I, I gotta say, Todd Chamberlain's booth is is such it's a always my favorite man. It's, yeah, I was you always find he's such a great guy to deal with too. So it's just it makes it all he the is. best. Yeah, and let, let's do a you know toy toychamber dot com in case that that's the address right online. Is it toychamber dot com? Yeah, that, that sounds right. Uh, let me just I'm just gonna type that in here and make sure something shows up. Because uh, he, he really is one of the best people out there. He's a great person to talk to, an absolute expert on displays. And just if you're a focus collector and you care about stuff that's not the most common stuff, you have go, to go to Todd. You yeah, have <laughs> to go to Todd. I picked up uh, these great. Uh, I guess I mean that, that is the problem with with guys like Todd is he's so knowledgeable he can tell me anything. I'd be like, oh, oh yeah. So he has these great uh, Empire Strikes Back Dixie cups. And it was like filled, and and the it's got a picture of Chewbacca with, uh, uh, you know, on the cup in the very front of it, and so I had to pick it up because it's very prominently shown as Chewbacca. He also had a, a yeah. Pepperidge Farm Star Wars cookies box, and you know, those are just things I I've been looking for, and and wh- he always yeah. seems to have <laughs> have something that you you have to have. Right, and and it is uh, toychamber.com, so uh, you should go there and hit him up with an email if there's something you're looking for. He also had uh, a Return of the Jedi era shampoo bottle I didn't have, so just all this really great funky stuff. Um, I also managed to pick up a uh, a Spanish figural soap from 2005, I mean Mexican, excuse me, I, I get a little choked up when I talk about Mexican soap. Uh, <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, it's a, a Chewbacca Revenge of the Sith figural soap. Uh, so that, that was pretty cool because, uh, I've never seen it, never heard of it. And I was very psyched to pick that up. But the, the big one I got uh, was the, the Peter Mayhew poster from the oh, autograph hall. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember that. And so, so behind each of the, of the people who signs autographs, there's just a poster and, uh, uh, they they're for sale, and even though I, I forget if it was a hundred or one hundred and fifty, it was it was it bugged me because that's the kind of <laughs> as a collector, that's the kind of thing you always think. Oh, I'll just wait and I'll go pick it up for free, you know. Um, <laughs> and of course, it, it doesn't work that way. Uh, but still, no. I had to get it. It's really good artwork. It's got uh, it's got the I think it's tenth anniversary Empire Strikes Back kind of logo with Darth Vader in the background and. It's an image of Chewbacca you don't usually see. So, and yeah, it, no. it was so big I had no idea how to take it home, and I've, I'm I'm never going to display it. But <laughs> you know. how how did you get it home? I'm I'm curious. Uh, you know, I'm trying to remember now. 
Yeah, Were you just know, carrying it like a surfboard, or yeah, I was just kind of carrying it like a surfboard. I think sometimes the key with the with the getting onto the airplane is just to act like you don't know anything. And so, yeah, if you true. ask them a question, they're going to have to ask their manager. But if you just walk <laughs> onto the plane with this gigantic bag filled with this thing and say, "Oh, I need to put this behind a seat," that's what they did. They put it behind a seat. And, uh, and you have to do it while smiling too. You got to you got to be really really it, positive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just kind of like what? There's not going to be a problem. You know, it's like like, like using a Jedi <laughs> mind trick. There's not going to be a problem. But uh, yeah, and and of course I also had to get uh, the the actors who play Anakin and Padme to sign something for my children because you always have to get something for your kids when you're when you're at celebration. Very important. Very important. But uh, it. They they don't quite get it yet. Like so, <laughs> so you got Anakin Skywalker's autograph. Well, no, not him. The guy who plays him. You mean that's not Anakin Skywalker? Well, it is Anakin Skywalker, but it's a show, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that's I would say a typical haul for two collectors who are trying not to spend any money. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I I'm I'm gonna bring up a few more of our pictures. shared the pictures yet from the Wampa Ice ice Bar, have we? Oh, no. You know what? I don't even know if I've seen those pictures yet. Oh, I gotta send them to you, Steve. Yes, you do. Yeah, so we, uh, I guess it was G4, which is some kind of video game television channel. I've never seen it. Um, boy, I sound it's like, like a, a, cool, a cool nerd channel, right? Yeah, I sound like, I must sound like a grandfather, huh? Oh, <laughs> some video game telegraph channel. <laughs> Anyways, I, I've never had it. But uh, they they had this cool hip ice bar, and uh, Steve and I went there, and they had an amazing Wampa costume. Yeah, let's say a life size Wampa that was yeah. uh, getting getting some love. I mean, oh, it's kind of yeah. funny. Do you he was that? macking. Yeah, he. It was definitely clear that he had no scruples about uh, about <laughs> pawing the the uh, the coeds. But, no, uh, <laughs> no. But we we had a picture taken with him. And it's pretty clear that he's not pawing us. But, uh, no. That may have to be the sort of official Kivecast photo, because, you know, it's with, it's with a wampa. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I I don't know, Steve, should we also put up the picture of you at speed dating? Oh, yeah. It's, I can't believe it. I was hoping it'd be buried by now, but... <laughs> it would be. It, it's, uh, it was the running joke that we would get Steve into speed dating. And he yeah, always said it, no. I, I avoided it somehow. He avoided it somehow. <laughs> and, and, and then we go we go to the room. Finally, we convince him that we'll force him to do it and that we'll go through. You know, it's it's brought, it's a couple of married guys who are totally willing to do it just to, to you know, are willing, are willing to make someone else do it. Yeah. And we go there that, and, and it's closed. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I get I think it. We missed it by like 10 minutes. By 10 yeah, minutes. It was like... And yeah. that—that's all you'd need, because you just—you just show up and, and say I'm with the Kive cast. And, you know, it's a total panty dropper. But uh, you know, <laughs> what are you gonna do? It, it did turn out a really good picture, though. Yeah. I, I, I have to say that. <laughs> so when, when you see the picture, it's got Steve, uh, and he's just got this look on it. He's, just, he's got his hands to his head, like he's shooting himself in the head. And I—I I don't know why it's so funny to me. 
But uh, I don't really know what it means, like, if you're upset because you couldn't get in, or if you're upset because you're about to go in, or what it is, but the look... I think it's just a general feeling of, just shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, silent but disappointed. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that wraps it up for Celebration 5, and my voice is going out. We've been talking about it for so long. Yeah, I think uh, I think we we've beaten it to death. Um, but uh, it, hey, as as long as you go to the next one, hopefully we've inspired you to uh, to make the trip to wherever it is because it's just it's what it's all about. Yeah, and we'll totally at that point we'll have like video casts and uh, <laughs> live uplinks, and uh, we'll have the My Face page and yeah. Oh, you're starting to get old. Man. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's part of being a father. You have to like mispronounce things and say things wrong so your kids get embarrassed. Yes. Yeah. Like like my dad talking about Binksy Binks. He's <laughs> like, I hear the the new Star Wars movies. Uh, have a guy, Binksy Binks. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that's his name. You still collecting Chudubaka? <laughs> uh, it ha- it just comes with the territory. Yeah. You know what we need to do, Steve? We need to get uh, the, the Kivecast actually on the front page of the Star Wars Collector's Archive. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> you know, some sign that we're actually there. Uh, <laughs> affiliated. Affiliated, you know, because I think they get a fair amount of traffic. And uh, But, you know, we're, we're so laid back, we, we can't be bothered. But uh, <laughs> Maybe that'll be something we do for our, our, big, uh, our big 12th episode. Yeah, there you go. That's a good idea. Yeah, I actually get recognized by the thing that we're affiliated with. <laughs> well, Steve, I think we need to talk about feedback. It's been a while since we heard some. I'm I'm kind of worried, but uh, <laughs> it's it's brought up some odd things in the past, so we'll see where it goes. It has. Uh, I have to talk to everybody out there. The Wampa line was this great idea, and... You know, I'm not going to lie, it costs a little bit of money out of my own pocket to secure the line, one eight seven seven seventy seven wampa And it hurts me to say, but I, I've pulled the plug on on the Wampa line. I'm not saying it's gone forever, but uh, it, it was not serving its purpose because uh, hardly anyone ever called it. Uh, and then when they did, I had a lot of problems putting it onto onto the podcast. So, thanks to everyone who called. Uh, it was it was an awesome feature. But I think what we're going to do is I'm going to set up like a, a Skype mailbox in the future or something like that. Something a little bit more hip and with it, right? Right, Steve? <laughs> yeah, Web 2.0. We got to go. Right. Uh... Exactly. This is going. Yeah, Web. Uh, web. Yeah, Web 2.0. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so. The Wampa line's dead, but Steve, I want to branch out more. I think we're finally at the point where we can branch out more. And I do want to say I've been extremely happy with the response that we've been getting on the on the Rebel Scum forums. Um, you know, I have to admit, out there, audience, you know, I don't I don't post that much anymore. Uh, it, it almost feels like I save all my thoughts for the Kivecast. and uh, and whenever I whenever I post it. I really want to see who responds. Like it means a lot to me when people respond yeah. and say, "Hey, I like." Even if they just say, "Hey, I like it," that, that that's yeah. great to me. Um, so, and then 
But this month, it's really been awesome because there's been a lot of feedback that I can actually respond to and you can respond to. And there's been jokes and, you know, inside jokes and podcasts often thrive on that. And, uh, true. And, and Beanie from, or Chris from Massachusetts tells me I should give Battlestar a chance. Sharon! I love you and I'm not giving up this fracking easy! Not after everything! <laughs> and uh, I have actually watched, like, I think every episode except for, like, the last two. Big fracking deal. So. Ah, uh, okay. And it's not that I hate it, Steve. It's, it, my, my thing is, I mean, I say that I hate it just as kind of a, as a goof, but it, what bugs me is the whole, the gritty thing. Like, I just, I don't buy the gritty, you know, oh, let's make everything, the gritty reboot and everything's gritty. I just, I feel like yeah. it's already dated when I see it. And mm. I, I don't like anything that, that kind of competes with, uh, with Star Wars too directly. I have to admit. <laughs> Like, okay. like you get a little protective of your of your franchise. I do, yeah. like you know, Empire Magazine put out the greatest trilogies of all time, and they put Lord of the Rings, and dude, in fifteen years you... they're going to remake Lord <laughs> of the Rings. They're just going to. I mean, it's fine. It's a great book, sure, and the movies yeah. are 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 not bad. I mean, I enjoyed. I like the second one a lot. And the first one's good, and the third one kind of it's kind of junk, or at least the last forty five minutes of it. Anyways. <laughs> I just want to did, you, did you write a, a letter to the editor on that one? <laughs> no, no, I didn't write a letter to the editor. But I, you know, I even though Star Wars gets all the attention and it's so popular, I still think sometimes he gets the short shrift. So too often, like you know, when, when Matrix came out, everyone's like, "Oh, I wish the new Star Wars movies were more like Matrix." It's like, yeah, and how did that yeah. work? How did that work out? You know, <laughs> not, not, not too well. <laughs> and you know, and my argument is, in twenty years, people will still be, you know. I don't think people are going to be talking about uh, Battlestar Galactica in the same breath as Star Wars, and they won't be talking about Lord of the Rings in the same breath as Star Wars. Sure, they'll say Battlestar Galactica was as good as Buffy, but it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I mean, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying it's not great, and it's not great for what it is, but it's not Star Wars level. It's not Star Wars now. So that that's that's my anger at Battlestar Galactica. Except for, of course, Rick Springfield's character. Rick Spring, I was going to say, you, gotta, you have to make sure you make that exception. <laughs> His performance was transcendent. Scrumptious um, lesson. <laughs> exactly, scrumptious lesson. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it was, it was great uh, hearing Matthias pointed out that Rick Springfield is on Californication, which I have not seen. Have, have you seen that no, scene? No, I, I haven't seen it. I've seen billboards, but I've not seen the show. Yeah, but, but he, he plays it himself. Oh really? Yeah, he just <laughs> plays yeah himself. Um, someone uh, congratulated me on on fantasy baseball and said, "Do I get a trophy?" And I don't get a trophy, <laughs> um, but I did. No, no. I am. I did apply my winnings towards the thing I'm getting in the mail soon. So well, there you uh, go. Th- that'll be fun. Uh, the most exciting thing is the top ten list. Did you see this, Steve? Oh, that's right. I did see this. <laughs> now, now this really makes me happy. And this is from another Chris. He goes by Rhinotronic. And uh, hopefully in, in post-production I'll be able to get some, you know, uh, David Letterman-esque uh, <laughs> sound bites. But, but here are the – do you have uh, in front of you, Steve? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let, let's let's go with the top ten reasons to listen to the Kivecast right now. Number ten. 
Steve. Behold the majesty of Skype. Yes, behold the majesty of Skype. Number nine, Matthias has his own theme music. <laughs> Number eight. Number eight, hurry before the Hothchester studio freezes over till spring. <laughs> Number seven, two buck advertising. Parentheses, hysterical. Number six is Number my six. favorite. Oh yeah, low Bart, low Bart. Yeah, I, I called <laughs> Bart and told him about that. He's he's very excited about that. Good, um, good. Uh, <laughs> number five, up to the minute, crossed out month fantasy baseball standings. Parentheses, congrats, Sky. <laughs> number four, Nuggets from the Archive. That I, I would say I'd have to put that on there myself. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> number three, hey, who doesn't love B wing pilots? <laughs> And there is no <laughs> correct two, answer to that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> number two, it's vintage. And the number one reason to listen to the Kivecast right now is Silent But Danley Speaks. Wow. Steve, you That's... are the number one reason to listen to the Kivecast. Uh, I don't know if I'd buy that. <laughs> I'll take it. That, 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 thanks, man. That's, <laughs> I can't. I don't really believe it. <laughs> oh, Steve, totally, but, totally. I mean, it's I. You know, you're uh, it, it, a lot of again. A lot of the the podcasts I listen to, like there's one uh, called Dave's of Thunder. It's it's pretty good. And uh, this two hosts, both named Dave, and they have their own supporters, and they kind of fight against each other. But I, I would uh, never, I would never dare to do that because I would not go up against the uh, the Silent But Dan Danley Army. That's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love the the amount of a, of work that went into that, and uh, yeah, that, that's really cool. I, I would maybe move Lobart up to number three and move Hey Who Doesn't Love B Wings down to number six, but you know, <laughs> that, that that's just me. And then there's kind of a a debate uh, over the sound bites uh, because uh, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I think who was it that uh, Vader's child from West Midlands, UK? Hey, got oh, yeah. We have a very international fan base too. It, Steve. It's, it is true. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, um, so I, I bet that fantasy baseball news must just really be riveting them. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like whenever I listen to the uh, you know BBC on uh, public radio over here, and and now with the sport in cricket. <laughs> West Nottinghamshire <laughs> has defeated Sussex upon Essex 444 to not. <laughs> uh, completely out of context. Must sound a little foreign. Yeah. yeah. That, that's my favorite town I invented in England, Sussex upon Essex. Um, but uh, so he says that maybe I go a little bit crazy with the sound bites. And Chris Jorgulius comes to defend them. Now, Steve, hey, what, there it is. That, that was that was the <laughs> that was of course the quota weaseling in his name. So, Steve, <laughs> you know, you you do the show live, and then I go into my little uh, MacBook uh, frenzy, and I fiddle with it and put in all the sound bites. What do you feel? Do you feel like I do too much, too little? What do you feel? I I'll admit I it's kind of cool for me because I won't get to hear them until I actually listen to the show. So I I'm kind of an audience member in that okay. respect. So it always makes me crack up. I mean, the Mr. T thing. <laughs> it's just like trademark is stupidity. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking how it got to that. I'm like, wow. That, right. It's perfect. I mean, it just is meant to be. But no, I uh I I think they're great. Um, and it just depends. I think everyone's gonna feel one way or another, but uh, I, I think it's you need to have some kind of additional 
flavor in there for entertainment. Right. You, you, you get sick of hearing us. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really tough finding the balance, but definitely your trademark is stupidity. Your trademark is stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you didn't feel like that was directed at you. It was just... Oh, uh, it's all right. It's, because it's, everyone uh, says that I, 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 tr- I treat you badly, but I, I couldn't... It was just, your trademark is stupidity. And that other one where he goes off about, like, Amazon... We talking finale to your life, sucker. Not having no firing pins when we attacked by river pirates. No all in the rest of them Amazonian Indians. Yeah, no, that, no, that. <laughs> So far, it's the most fun I've had researching for the show was, was finding yeah. uh, Mr. T quotes. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good <laughs> search to do. <laughs> because I'll be honest, Steve, I just wanted to use I Pity the Fool, but I couldn't find like a good, clean version of it. And uh, so I just wound up going into this Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole where I was just finding all these wonderful then, Mr. T quotes. Exactly. And you end up getting something that no one hears. I mean, everyone knows I pity the fool. So it's right. it's good to have the, the, the oddball ones. <laughs> Your trademark is stupidity. Yeah. yeah. I think I need to make a t-shirt of that. Yeah, that'd be good. And uh, and Chris also said that I mispronounced the cereal idea that it would be crackle oh, note yeah, Branikin, right. not Brananakin, which is true. <laughs> an extra syllable in there. Yeah, an extra, an extra syllable. Um, so yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there there were there were lots of lots of comments. You know, there were uh, more than See, usual, yeah. and a lot of new people, yeah. and some some older people, and yeah, these are much more encouraging than. See, this is all over on the on the blog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the automated <laughs> generated response. Yeah, um, and then I also got a, a PM from someone who gave me some suggestions on how to get a hold of uh, Rick Springfield and Chris Trigolias oh, yeah. has some ideas. So, so maybe I'll I'll press on with that and, and try to get a hold of uh, of the man. And, and <laughs> that, who, who knows what we have for December? <laughs> you never know. And then there's something I wanted to get into because. Uh, someone uh, mentioned who was it? Let's see if I can find it here. Yes, Jedi clones, uh, also from the United Kingdom, presumably from Sussex upon Essex. Um, <laughs> who said, "Can you make Rebel Scum your official sponsor?" Is that? Oh, yeah. And and this is interesting because I don't I don't know what protocol is, but anyways, I I initially submitted the idea for this to the Force Cast, which is part of the Rebel which Scum. Is- Right, force right. net family, and uh, you know, so I submitted it to to Jimmy Mac and to all those guys, and they all said, "Oh, this is cool, but it's probably a little too niche, and I don't know if there's a demand for it." And for all I know, they were completely right. Um, <laughs> I, I certainly didn't feel any bitterness towards them. I just thought it was a long shot, and figured, well, if they're branching out and they want to have kind of a network thing, why not have a vintage cast? That, that's what yeah. I called it then. And uh, so, but we're not. We're not affiliated with them. And I sort of want to make this more clear to the listeners that are out there. The only reason that we don't talk about the Imperial Gunnery or Mintinbox.net or any of the other great uh, forums is just that we just don't go there, right? Yeah, Rebel Scum's kind of been um, the outlet for for us. I mean, it's not that – it's just – I don't know. It seems like a good place to kind of 
at least get things started with people getting responses. Uh, right. I don't know. I mean, have you ever posted anything on, uh, or, you know, links to the show on uh, the Imperial Gunnery or anything? Well, thank you for asking, Steve. That That's actually what, <laughs> I, what I wanted to get into is I'm, okay. I'm, I'm now going to make a concerted effort. Uh, maybe you can help me with this too. Maybe we'll split okay. up the sites or sure. um, maybe even someone out there could help us, uh, you know, because I have read great things about us on the Imperial Gunnery and I know, you know, that they're, I think they're out of England and it's mostly international. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes there's disputes between, like, Jedi Defender and Rebel Scum or disputes between Imperial Gunnery people versus – I mean, I don't care about any of that stuff. As far no, as I'm concerned, yeah. uh, if if you are interested enough to listen to a podcast, I don't care what forum, you know, any of that yeah. politics stuff. And we got a little bit no, wrapped, no. wrapped up in that with the Star Wars action news and – Oh and, yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's that's a celebration five story, which maybe we can't go into. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, hey, Steve, we just built up some suspense. Maybe we'll talk about that <laughs> next month. We'll see. But uh, you know, we're. Uh, I guess what I'd like to do is I'd like to first of all say if there's anything, uh, if there's anyone out there who is a par- member of another site who maybe wants to let us know when interesting things happen, send us an email, podcast at swca.com. That'd be great because, frankly, I, you know, I hardly even have enough time to, to look at Rebel Scum every day. Yeah, um, it's, yeah it's, been, it's been rough. So it's really great to get you know, input from, from everybody. Um, right. Just feel free to send it because you know, it, it helps us a great deal. Right. It would help us a great deal. And and that all that news about the W. Boba Fett thing, that all happened on the yeah. Imperial Gunnery way before it happened. Way before, in, in yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I, I have posted on uh, uh, mintinbox.net, you know, just because I speak French. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think we should start advertising, not advertising there, but posting there and getting feedback there. And then yeah. maybe even start up a Facebook group and... You know, yeah, it's, I think it's it's good. You gotta you gotta try and keep pace with everything and not, and not limit limit the uh, exposure. Right, because we love we love Rebel Scum, but what we really love is is vintage collecting. And wherever yeah. there are people who are thinking about old Star Wars toys, we're there for you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, good. So the Wampa line's dead, but that does not mean. <laughs> That, uh, you cannot email us at podcast at the swca.com. So I think that pretty much sums it up, Steve. Uh, yeah. I, I think we talked a little bit earlier and the, the audio got erased here. You, you doing well in school? Yeah, it's, it's going okay. Um, the next couple of weeks are going to be a little bit gnarly, but um, December, I actually get a whole like month and a half break starting mid-December. So oh, I'm actually, I'd, I'd like to take that time to, to actually read Gus and Duncan's book. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, something. I, I just, I've been so distanced from everything because of school and work that right. uh, it'll be nice to kind of get back to it a bit. Awesome. Yeah, and you're, uh, you're, he's, he's starting to become an archivist. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, anything archival related. I'm, I'm not really sure where I'm headed with it yet, but um, I've always kind of been into the whole. Um, archiving museum work kind of thing and it's it just kind of goes along with with uh the hobby itself too so it's it's kind of interesting i'm finding ways of thinking about it that i never had before and so. that's that's why you're you're hosting the star wars collectors archive podcast yeah, it's a key word because <laughs> you can you can put that on your cv well awesome <laughs> well, we'll have have good luck with your uh your finals and i'm well, thanks man I, i'm sorry that you I... that you lost the 
the fantasy baseball and that your dreaded rivals won oh, the World Series. God. I was hoping that wasn't going to come up. <laughs> Steve, you know it's going to come up. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, the San Francisco Giants won the World Series. Yes. It happened. It happened. And that's all we have to say. It definitely happened. <laughs> Nothing it, else needs to be said. It was funny. My, my, my friend who lives in San Francisco said that he saw Brian Wilson on the, on the street. Oh, and I remember geez. thinking, awesome. But like, I got it confused with like the Beach Boys. So <laughs> I was like, what's Brian Wilson for the Beach Boys doing in San Francisco? I felt like an idiot. But yeah, that happens to see. But the Dodgers will just come back stronger. And uh, Oh, oh man. Yeah. I don't know about that. We'll see. Well, that was the theory that, was the theory that well, now that the Yankees won in, uh, in, in 2009, then the Red Sox are going to come back stronger and angry because the Yankees <laughs> won the World Series and they didn't even make the playoffs. So. Yeah, well, we'll see. You gotta, you gotta be optimistic for at least a little while. Yeah, and Nottingham is up on. <laughs> Anyways, exactly, exactly. All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, take this one home, and uh, we'll say uh, until next month. Wampa wampa. Adios, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated.